Welcome to Sanctified in Truth with Michael York, a ministry of the Fairview Baptist Church in Ashland, Kentucky. Sanctified in Truth is a daily podcast for followers of Christ who desire to imitate Him and to dedicate ourselves fully to the plans God has for us by deepening our love and understanding of God's Word. Today on Sanctified in Truth, we're going to be talking about praying with a memory as we look at Psalm 106. As always, I want to encourage you to read the passage before you listen to the podcast. Today, I want to encourage you to pray with a memory. Many of the Psalms recount the sins of Israel's past and the faithfulness of God. Psalm 106 is one of these. But this begs the question, why? Why do so many of these Psalms have this same pattern of remembering the past? I think it's because one of the most vital components of a healthy prayer life is memory. First, I need to remember who I am. As I approach God, it's important for me to have a clear understanding of myself. And a clear understanding of myself demands an examination of sin. I need to remember my failings. Martin Luther encouraged people of thinking through the Ten Commandments in prayer to help examine our hearts and our lives. We need to examine our actions, but we also need to examine our motives and intentions. This examination is not for spiritual degradation, but for help. Whenever we forget who we are, we approach God in an inappropriate manner. We come to Him as a peer. We come to Him insisting on our way. However, remembering who we are before God is an aid so that we approach Him suitably. Our memory of who we are helps us ask for the necessary help. When we forget our weaknesses, our prayer will either focus on the weaknesses of others or on selfish demands for us. Remembering our weakness is a way that we remember that our plans are not usually best, and one way we remember the need for prayer. Second, I need to remember who God is. The psalmist begins with a reminder of who God is. When I pray, I need to remember the character of God. The psalmist specifically focuses on his goodness and covenant love. Understanding to whom I pray is always more important than how I pray because understanding to whom I pray will set the course for how I pray. When we pray, we're addressing the God of the universe. We bring our petitions to one who is infinitely loving and infinitely holy. As we remember who God is, we adjust our prayers accordingly. We can bring the smallest and most insignificant prayers before a God who is infinitely loving. But we ought not bring any self-centered requests before a God who is infinitely holy. We can ask for any outcome that is motivated by a desire to honor a God who is always faithful. But we should avoid insisting on our own way before a God who alone is good. The third thing I need to remember is I need to have a memory of what God has done. Often our prayer lives are hampered by forgetfulness. We forget the way God has cared for us. We forget the way He's answered prayer. We forget His goodness. We forget the motivation of why He worked the way He did. We regularly need to spend time in prayer remembering God's goodness to us. This goes beyond saying thank you for answered prayer requests. This involves saying thank you for things God did that we did not ask for. This involves saying thank you for ways that God worked that were better than what we asked. 
This involves saying thank you when God did something we needed that we didn't realize we needed. The psalmist specifically remembers God's discipline on his people as part of his praise of God. We all need to remember that we forget. Therefore, we need to be intentional about remembering. We need to do something to help us to remember and to forget, prevent us from forgetting. The Old Testament is full of God's people making an intentional effort to remember. And it usually takes one of two forms. Either they wrote something down, or they had a tangible reminder. And perhaps one way that you can remember is to journal, to write down the way that God works in your life. If you want an example of what spiritual journaling looks like, you can look at the diary of the early American preacher David Brainerd. It was published after his death by his friend Jonathan Edwards. Another way to remember is through those tangible reminders of God's work. God gave Israel a Sabbath to remember his work of creation. He gave them holy days to remember works he had done. In the book of Joshua, the people built monuments along the way on their conquest of the land. The people of Israel carried an ark with tangible reminders of God's faithful care. In 1 Samuel, the prophets erect a monument as a reminder of the victory that God gave the people. Why, even in the New Testament, we see the early church moving the day of worship to Sunday as a way of remembering the resurrection of Christ. Jesus gave us ordinances to do in remembrance of Him. Perhaps where you pray in your home, you can fill your prayer room with tangible reminders of God's care and goodness in your life so that as you pray, you remember what God has done. Remembering who I am, who God is, and what God has done doesn't just keep me from forgetting to pray. It makes me want to remember. As we seek to think through the meaning, implications, and applications of this passage, we want to ask ourselves our three basic questions. First, what does this passage call me to think and praise God about regarding his character or actions? One thing that stands out over and over again in this psalm is that God acted in kindness in spite of Israel's sin. Sometimes we're grateful for the kindness of God. But against that, we forget the backdrop of the depths of our sin. When we don't see the kindness of God in light of our sin, we diminish the depths of God's love. The love and kindness we receive from God is wholly undeserved. That's why we call it grace. It's a gift. Today, remember the grace of God in your life. Remember why you have to call it grace and praise Him. The second question we want to ask is, what do I need to pray for my own heart and life? The psalmist gets to the heart of the problem in verse 7. The people did not consider what God had done and did not remember who God was. And it was a failure to remember that led to disaster. One would think that being rescued from 400 years of slavery would have made the Israelites grateful, though. But then when we get to verse 13, they've soon forgotten his works. This is a reminder that the temptation to forget is an ongoing one. There's nothing that happens in our lives that's so amazing we won't forget it, unless we choose to remember. I need to pray that I would always seek to remember, and that when I'm tempted to forget... 
God would bring to mind what I need to remember. The third question we want to ask is, what does this passage teach me to pray? If we want to remember, we need to be intentional about it. We cannot presume that God will just bring things to mind. We need to make a regular time to remember. Perhaps you need to spend some time in prayerful reflection on a weekly basis. A time remembering what God has done for you and what He has taught you about Himself. Maybe you need a time so that before looking forward, you look back. It's looking back that gives us confidence and hope as we move forward. Don't just remember to pray. Pray to remember. Well, thanks for listening to today's episode of Sanctified in Truth. Join us tomorrow as we'll discuss prayerful meditation as we look at Psalm 77. May everything you say and everything you do today seek to honor God. And whatever you do, take comfort and know that Jesus has already prayed for you, that you would be sanctified in truth. Today we close with a prayer by Martin Luther. Almighty and eternal God, merciful Father, you gave your Son for our sins and raised him up again for our righteousness. Through him you have overcome death and have opened up for us the way to eternal life. Through your Holy Spirit, grant that that we may rely on this in true faith, that our bodies will also arise with Christ to eternal life, and that by remembering this comfort, we may endure all kinds of sorrow in this life with patience, through the power of the resurrection of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Amen.